Okay, well, welcome. This is WNCN Radio, once again from Lorain, Ohio. Very happy that you tuned in and turned on to this program today. Beautiful early summer day, and I'm here with my good friend and assistant, David Abode. Hey, John, great to be here with you again. Beautiful day. His son, Tristan Abode, who just recently graduated from Grove City. Yes, sir. Officially done. Last week, Grove City graduation. Next week, he gets married. I don't know what you're going to do the week after that, but this guy is on a roll. <laughs> so we're very happy to have you. Now, everyone listening, again, this is 89.1 FM radio. Very, very thankful to the Lord and to the management of WNZN to give us this platform uh, this hour to uh, introduce ministries, projects, uh, individuals that are serving uh, for the glory of God, the extension of God's kingdom throughout the land and even overseas. It seems like, David, we had a lot of people from overseas these past three, four months. Boy, right? have we ever. Morocco, yeah, South know. Africa, Thailand. Yes. And we won't disappoint today. A good friend of ours, and you heard him before. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll hear him again. I'm going to introduce you to Robert Kylo. Robert, how are you? Doing well, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate the show. Thank you, Robert. Taking time out of your busy schedule to be part of it. And again, anyone listening, is there, if there's any static or any issues, just go to uh, your iPad on your computer. I use Electra at home. And uh, just go to uh, www.wnzn.org. Uh, That's wnzn.org. And so uh, having said that, let's get right into the show. Yeah. So, Robert, like I said, we just to catch up with our audience and maybe those that don't know you that well, why don't you give just a little bit of an overview of your life? I, I, I know you grew up in the, I think, greater Cleveland area, but then how did you come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior? I know he's led you some different uh, ministry opportunities, and now you this big door is open to you with Center for Christian Virtue. So why don't you just uh, feel free to share? Well, thanks again for having me, guys. I mean, I'll start with my life first, because it comes in handy every day for all people that follow the Lord including you guys and everybody listening, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus onto good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. Uh, I didn't know that verse when I was a kid, but God has certainly reminded of it, remind me of it so many times. It just tells us that we have works to do well before we were aware of them. And before I even know Jesus, there was always a sense when I was a little kid that I, I wanted to make an impact but unfortunately, I had my eyes in the wrong direction. I, I was very worldly. I hate to admit it. And some people think, oh, well, you didn't do anything bad per se. I mean, I played sports and dated girls, went to college, had fun, got decent grades, you know, tried to make good money. I mean, none of those things are inherently wrong. But I didn't know Jesus. Very religious, never doubted that there was a God, but never in my life up until the day before my 25th birthday had anyone asked me if I actually had a relationship with Jesus, massive difference between religion and relationship. And, and I remember it was through adversity. Someone told me once that adversity is God's university. It was through some hardships over a period of time leading up to my 25th birthday that brought me to a place of needing genuine help. And my mother was killed in a car accident. I had some health issues, uh, some family issues with some suicide tendencies that were happening with a family member. It was just a crazy time. And thankfully, a gentleman named Keith Glenn came alongside of me in the marketplace and asked me the question that I needed to have asked, which was, Robert, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? It was no. Thankfully, he shared his testimony. He shared the gospel. 
which is still extraordinarily good news. We're sinners who desperately need a Savior. And he shared with me the next question, which was, do you want to have a relationship with Jesus? I said, yes. And that began a relationship on March 7th of 2000. Hard to believe it's been 23 and a half years since. I'm still learning, still very much in process. And I've learned it's better to obey God than not. We're good soldiers in his army. He's the commanding officer. And we don't negotiate to his word. We simply say, yes, sir. Excellent. Right. Excellent. Now, then, uh, I know then you went to university, but then how did you get into ministry slash projects and outreaches over, I don't, let's say, let's say the, the past 10 years, Robert, to bring us up to speed? Well, I'll leave the name of the organization out because it's very well known in Northeast Ohio, but I was in a leadership position with them in the early 2010s and quite candidly doing quite well by God's grace. Wasn't looking to leave, story of my life. And then I get another assignment. And I remember we just had a huge legislative victory. There was this huge gathering in Cleveland. And what I kept hearing in my heart, John, David, was friendship with the world is enmity with God. Hmm. And, I, and I literally kept looking up at the speaker. I'm like, is this, am I the only one hearing this message? Yeah. And we were surrounded by very successful people who clearly had a lot of worldly success. And it's, it was striking, gentlemen, that it's almost like the Holy Spirit himself was reminding me, Robert, don't let the world sway you. You don't belong to it anymore. And that began an epic transition out of nonprofit leadership in more of a quote-unquote secular way to beginning what has been an epic journey over the last 10-plus years in multiple nonprofit leadership positions, including previously as the state director a fellowship of Christian athletes, which is where you had interviewed me several months ago. And I'll, I'll close with this and then share the story. God clearly brought me to center for Christian virtue, but he had to get the world out of my heart 10 plus years ago. So I could be all in for him. Wow. Hey, could you just now that uh, the center for Christian virtue, can you give us a kind of a, a overview of that for our listeners, us too, really hmm. uh, about what it's about, kind of a mission statement and where they're at, when they started, where they're going, kind of a deal? Certainly. The mission is to seek the good of our neighbors by advocating for public policy that reflects the truth of the gospel. Forty years ago, Center for Christian Virtue, under a different name, started looking to push back on culture that was bringing anti-biblical messages to take a strong stance for the Word of God. And one of the many things I love about this show is it's based on the Word of God, John 14, 21. Well, before John 14, 21 is John 8, 32. If you abide in my word, said Jesus, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Free from what? Lies. And this culture is full of them because the enemy has infiltrated culture. And we believe that legislation that reflects the gospel, which stands for life and liberty, can have a huge impact for generations to come. So we've got a strong legislative side of things where we're advocating for that public policy at the Ohio State House. We also have our Christian Business Partnership, which is Ohio's only Christian-based Chamber of Commerce. We have the Ohio Christian Education Network, which is education leaders working with pastors to start Christian schools and churches. And then our Church Ambassador Network, which is galvanizing the Christian community to, to stand for righteousness in our state. And we believe ardently that our state's motto is the, the word of God, which says with God, all things are possible. Yeah. And we tend to believe that truth still beats lies. 
and light still pushes back darkness. So uh, thank you, Robert. About how, when did this start exactly? Well, uh, 40 years ago in 1983, it was under the Community Values brand. Seven or eight years ago, a wonderful man of God named Aaron Baer became the president of CCV. He moved their offices from Cincinnati to Columbus. They rebranded as the Center for Christian Virtue, and it went from two employees to 20. And there's just so much happening in the year of our Lord, 2023, in our 40th anniversary, where we believe uh, God's doing some big things. Yeah, Robert, you know, I'm looking at the site right now. Um, what was What's the big difference between Fellowship of Christian Athletes in this organization, and, and why did you think it was important to, uh, to make the change? Well, great question, David. The, the thing that's the same is the gospel. It's at the center yeah. of both organizations. What's different is FCA does a brilliant job of making sure the gospel gets to coaches and athletes. Right. Center for Christian Virtue is about making sure that religious liberty is preserved so that Christians can have the free exercise to do what they do as Christians in all spheres of, of influence. And, and I've even found that that includes sports. And, and I think with us, we're front and center within the governmental realm, making sure our governmental leaders preserve religious liberty so that Christian ministries like FCA, Youth for Christ, fill in the blank, and continue to do what they do with not only the Word of God guiding them, but our constitutional liberties being preserved. And then for me, I hate to say it this way, the CCV might think, well, do you want to be with us? 100%. I wasn't looking to leave FCA. God wanted to move me. Mm-hmm. And I've been reminded time and time again that our assignments may change, but our relationship with Jesus does not. Right. And multiple people came up to me, actually, after sharing a testimony at Men's Fellowship, which I know you're both a big part of, and John, you help co-facilitate. And they both asked me on the same day, Robert, God's given you a voice. Are you using it in the arena that God intends you to use it? And I remember saying, well, guys, if God wants to move me, he knows where to find me. Later that day, I get a text message from a leader wow. at Center for Christian Virtue that they're interested in interviewing me. Only God could do that. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. David. Well, that was actually one of my questions. You know, when you said, you know, God will move me and God will instruct me where to go. You know, I, I've talked to a lot of Christians that wonder how that process works and if they're being obedient. What kind of um, I guess, feedback or counsel can you give some of the listeners that are going through a similar situation if they're wondering if they should stay put or move on somewhere? Well, it's a brilliant question. First of all, I, prayer is a first response and not a last resort. We have been given incredible weaponry in God's arsenal, and prayer is at the forefront. Mm-hmm. We, by God's grace, through the blood of Jesus, can pray to our Creator who speaks to us through His Word. The, the Holy Scriptures, the playbook of life from Genesis to Revelation that is like mining the depths of the ocean of truth, and it speaks back to us. So we pray to God. He communicates to us through his word. He gives us wise counsel in the multitude of counselors. There's safety by wise counsel, wage war. I mean, including the two of you, men of God that give you wise counsel. So to those people that are wondering, is this God or is it not? Start with prayer, add some fasting, get into God's word, ask the Holy Spirit to speak, surround yourself with wise counsel, 
And then also take a look back on your history, and clearly God uses it to prepare you for the assignment he's calling to you next. Just like in the military, you don't just show up on a battlefield, you're trained. And I believe God had been training me for a long time to step into this battlefield called government in the state of Ohio. That's a real good uh, yeah. overview in terms yeah. of God's will. And I like some of the yeah. things that you just said there, because I know mean, a lot of people wonder about that. Well, is this God's will? Should I make the move here or there? Uh, I'll always like what uh, Abraham's servant said when he was looking for a, a wife for Isaac. He said, I'd be in the way the Lord led me. Hmm. In other words, get in the way. Get in which is go right. as far as your spiritual headlights will take you, and God will take you a little bit further. There it is. Well, that's a yeah. good uh, uh, overview on that, Robert. I have a quick question, Robert. Is this in other states? Yeah, too? I was going to ask him that. Well, there's other models that have different variances to it, but quite candidly, it seems to be the Center for Christian Virtue is a unique model in the state of Ohio. The things I rattle off, like the Christian Business Partnership, the Ohio Christian Education Network, uh, are very unique to Ohio. In fact, there have been national leaders that are looking at Ohio and looking at our model and saying, wow, this might be something to replicate. And all glory be to God, but I also want to give thanks for Aaron Bear. He's the president of the Center for Christian Virtue, excuse me, Center for Christian Virtue. I'll quote David Mahan, who's our legislative leader. He said in his walk with Jesus, and he walks closely with him, he's never seen someone where the anointing of God meets the assignment of God. And that's Aaron Bear is our president, a dynamic man, prayerful man, humble man, but also a brilliant strategist where many of these concepts have come from. Interesting. David, you had a follow-up. Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm looking at the site where it says take action, make a difference, get in touch. It only takes six, 60 seconds to make your voice heard by using our Action Center to learn about the critical bills being debated at the Ohio State House and to urge our Ohio legislators to take action. Can you walk us through an example of what that means? And, you know, what, what can the listeners do exactly? I mean, how does this work? Well, great question. There are 99 state representatives in the Ohio General Assembly. There's 33 state senators. There's one governor. And they need to hear from we the people. And what I love is that in this country, which is a constitutional republic, we elect people to represent us mm -hmm. because we the people are the governing authorities. And if they don't hear from us, then they're going to do what they think they want to do. For instance, in the state of Ohio right now, August 8th, there's a special election where we the people have an opportunity to decide, should it be more challenging to amend the Ohio Constitution? Currently, mm. it doesn't take much to do it. And if the wrong people are in the wrong seats doing the wrong things, we get nefarious interests embedded in our Ohio Constitution. And if we don't get this one right, we could see third-term abortion. We could see wow. transgender surgeries for kids without parental consent, which not on our watch. So to your question, they need to hear from the people. You can do it through email. You can do it through phone calls. Certainly do it through voting. You can partner with us through our church ambassador network. You can show up at a March for Life. But more importantly, pray that God's will would be done in the state of Ohio, because Aaron Bear says it well. This is the Gettysburg of the pro-life movement. We've got to hold the high ground, or we could lose the soul to this nation. Mm -hmm. now, Robert, do you have a presence here in Cleveland? I mean, is there offices or any, or is it? What's that about? 
Well, it's interesting you ask that, John, because 40 years ago it started in Cincinnati. Uh, several years ago it moved to Columbus, and now it's time for Northeast Ohio to step onto the metal stand here, which is part of the reason why they said, Robert, you can continue to live in Northeast Ohio. We need you down in Columbus two days a week because we significantly want to grow our Northeast Ohio footprint. So in many ways, it feels a little bit like Lewis and Clark here, guys. We've got some land to explore in Northeast Ohio so that life and liberty and righteousness can flourish here as well, mm. in partnership, obviously, with great ministries that are already doing God's work. So are you looking for churches up here or to, to partner with? What are you, what are you looking up well, that our listeners might say, oh, maybe my pastor's interested in this or... I'm part of a Bible study group or a men's group, or how does that present itself up here? I am actually driving to a school called Westside Christian Academy in Columbus, oh. excuse me, Westside Christian School in Columbus. It's the first of its kind in Ohio where churches opened up their doors to start a Christian school. Churches are busy on Sundays. Now they're busy all the way through the week in this school because young people are living, learning a biblical worldview. We have 2,200 churches in our church ambassador network. We'd love to see churches in Northeast Ohio, throughout the state of, state of Ohio, starting schools. We can help get the funding through Ed Choice so that you can be flourishing within the first year. Long answer to your question, absolutely. If you are a pastor of a church and when you, you wanna see your young people get a biblical worldview, 168 hours a week, at, at church buildings and in schools, partner with us because we think this model could spread across the entire state. And where would they go to? They just go to Center for Christian Virtue on, on the site? Well, I would say to personalize it, feel free to send me an email and I'll connect you with the right person in our leadership team. Uh, my email is Robert, my first name, Kylo, K-I-L-O, at ccv.org. And if you're interested in starting a school, I want to connect you with Troy McIntosh, who leads our Ohio Christian Education Network. Okay, that's good. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just looking at how people can get involved. How can they get involved if they want to be a part of this movement, Robert? Well, again, prayer starts there. Uh, with the special election in August, we have a prayer devotional, the Ford Alistair Bank. We're encouraging people that love Jesus to be praying for the six weeks leading up August 8th. Yep. Start with prayer. You can volunteer. Uh, you can show up at our prayers at the State House. You can connect us to key people, stakeholders that would care about the very things that we're fighting for. So I think it starts with prayer, serving. Contributions uh, can go a long way, but I'm not here to ask for that now. But uh, there's a long way of saying, email me and I'll get you. Okay. You're breaking up a little bit. Uh, but we'll continue. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the site until Robert comes back online. Yeah. See. Um, so you can go to I'm, Center for I'm, Christian. You guys? Got sorry, you now. Got you. Okay. Sorry about that. That's all right. Um, okay. I'm looking at the site. It's a really nice site. It's, it it's is. No, it's set up very well. So this this coming up on here, what is going on in pro-life? I mean, are they really going to move to full term if, in terms of abortion? Well, I'll go back to Aaron's comment about Ohio being the Gettysburg of the pro-life movement. Since Roe v. Wade was overturned, which, praise God, it was, each state has a choice to make. Right. And there have been multiple states that have come before Ohio 
that have decided to be aggressively pro-choice, including Michigan. Now it's Ohio's cho- choice, and we're praying and we're working diligently right. to make sure this state stands for life because the language that could show up in a ballot initiative in November would include third-term abortions on demand, would include some transgender language, which would rip out parental consent, which would be nothing short of a disaster. And we believe that God, through his word, is the author of life. He created humanity in his image, male and female, and we've got to reclaim the narrative, which is truth. Yeah, I mean, when you look at any abortion, but late term, I mean, that's Baal and Moloch from the Old Testament in terms of uh, yeah. human sacrifice. And there's no way around it. And so we we are in a high, we think we're in a highly civilized society, David, you know, yes. and culture. Yeah. But we're really not when you consider the sins that Robert just mentioned that are, are being legislated right. and put into yeah. law. And I always tell people, because something's legal does not mean it's moral. Right. And because it's moral doesn't even mean it's biblical. Wow. And we're in a really a, a strange zone. So I appreciate you yeah. guys at the Center for Christian Virtue kind of trying to tap the brakes and blow the bugle, sound the trumpet alarm. Uh, I'm glad we could get you on the show today. To, 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 it's our first time we knew about this or heard about it. Tristan, do you have anything to add? Um, no, I'm 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 extremely interested in your ministry. So, um, Dad was asking more about how people can get involved. So, it sounds like that website, that 60 second uh, form, is that the that's the primary way people can uh, get their voice heard? It's definitely a primary way, but there's so many pieces of legislation. Yeah, I, go on. Sorry, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm near my destination and it's speaking in the background where I need to turn. But we have several pieces of legislation that are pending from the Save Women's Sports Act, which would preserve traditional female sports sure. in Ohio. Sure. Wow. It, it, so, I mean, is that all going to be published or made available? Because a lot of people don't know exactly what's coming up on the docket in terms of these bills, not yeah. that the bills, but the, these, these minutiae items that are tagged in there and put in there. Is, is that something your site would have Robert that would make people aware of these things? Uh, gentlemen, sorry about that. Uh, there's a couple things converging here uh, as I'm on the highway. Sorry to have me get cut off there. That's but nice. if you go to C- if you go to ccb.org, it'll give you some blurbs on some of the pieces of legislation that are pending from the Save Women's Sports Act to the SAFE Act to the Backpack Bill to the August 8th special election. And I would say sign up, let your voice be heard. But if there's a specific piece of legislation that you'd want to be down in Columbus testifying, here's a perfect example of that where your voice can be heard. Literally on my first day at CCV was March 20th of this year. I'll never forget it. Because Ephesians 3.20 is one of my wife and I's life verses. It says, God can do exceedingly abundantly yeah. above all that we ask or think. And the first day I'm there, I was, to- I was told that one of the pieces of legislation that CCV is working on is the Save Women's Sports Act. They heard I was the state director of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Right. They asked me if I knew any female athletes. I did. Her name is Lisa Sebastian. She's a predominant businesswoman. More importantly, she's on fire for the Lord. A week later, she's testifying before the Ohio House Higher Education Committee, sharing her testimony of playing collegiate sports at Ohio State. You could have heard a pin drop 
because the church got out of the four walls and got back into culture and let the truth be heard. Mm. Revelation 12, 11, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. If you have a testimony that needs to be shared, if you know someone that wants to connect resources to these opportunities, we're never going to have a time like we have this year to let your voice be heard. Wow, that's really good that's how you great. get her in front of the legislator right. like that. So, hey, Robert, what successes have you had of recent with the organization? Well, here's one. Uh, the 60% threshold that will be voted on on August 8th, CCV was one of several organizations playing a leading role to make sure that that 60% threshold would be what is needed to be voted on in August. Mm. We're very close we just had our two gala events, one in Cincinnati with Vice President Mike Pence, the other previously with former Secretary of Education, Education Betsy DeVos in Columbus. I mean, those two events went extraordinarily well. Uh, we've got some great favor on the backpack bill. Uh, the schools that we started, like we said, with Westside Christian, the Christian Business Partnership, uh, the Save Women Sports Act just passed the committee, potentially could be voted on soon. So those are a couple quick summaries of what's happening in real time what's Wonderful. the businessman what is i'm not familiar with that one that's the christian business partnership that's ohio's only christian-based chamber of commerce that is overtly wow. pushing back on woke capitalism good for them wow can you give me an example wow. what would that look like well if you're a business owner you're a christian and you feel like you've got people that are putting pressure on you to do things that are outside of your biblical worldview or your uh -huh. constitutional freedom to be a Christian, you can join our Chamber of Commerce and we'll help amplify your voice at the State House and before Congress. And in what ways do you guys uh, try and amplify specific voices? What does that process look like for specific uh, businessmen that join that group? Well, the key is, is you have to join and be a part of the group. And then the key is, is hearing the issues that are specific to you as a business person. Sure and making sure that we are speaking on your behalf to the appropriate parties that would represent you at the state house. In many ways, the Christian Business Partnership is early in its growth, and we think your voice could be key, being the business community, to help shaping its future. Mm -hmm. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. So that's that's interesting how the business community, you know, David, is coming together more and more. Yes. This, but Absolutely. You're seeing that, Robert, how the business community it seems to be this whole uh, – underground work going on that's uh connecting people here and there everywhere around the marketplace to 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 i, I think a lot of this is just awareness and, and and information yeah and getting this uh things where people say i didn't know that was even there so i appreciate you up front on that robert getting uh leading the way and uh, we got to figure out how we can make that presence better known in northeast ohio yeah so, so guys, thank you so much for this. I would say briefly, God willing, we're looking to do, as we did in Columbus and Cincinnati, a Cleveland-esque gala this fall. Uh, we're looking to get some keynote speakers that could be a part of that. Obviously, with me living in Broadview Heights in Northeast Ohio, if there are people in the business community, the philanthropic community, the pastoral community, mm. the grassroots community, uh, that you feel like, gosh, it'd be good to hear this message I'm just one of many messengers, but I know that Northeast Ohio is a primary battleground and fertile ground to grow. So you guys guide me where you'd want us to be. For now, you can go to ccv.org as you're already doing. There's plenty of information there 
and I can help serve as a liaison to connect CCV to stakeholders all across this region. Yeah, I'm just looking at the Advocacy Center. Find your lawmakers, how a bill becomes law, Buckeye ballot. You see that, David? That's pretty yeah. Funny. Well, I was wondering about folks that feel they're being discriminated against, uh, whether it's a female athlete or it's a student. Um, this really would be a great organization for them to be in touch with because where you're, you're able to use your um, position in the marketplace to help them. Do you take individuals on like that? Well, David, to that point, Jesus said the sons of this world are more shrewd than the sons of the kingdom. The devil and his world powers, they know how to get things done. Mm -hmm. They use media, they use business, they use government. Unfortunately, they infiltrate the church and it goes woke. We're trying to just reclaim the narrative that God is God, that Jesus is Lord, that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, Psalm 24, 1, and that he created government. He's opened up marketplace opportunities. And Jesus Christ is Lord of all, not just Sunday mornings. Sure. And it's time for the church to come outside of the four walls and take the truth of the gospel into culture. In my humble assessment, and I hope it's humble, but it's at least an assessment, I've never met anything like CCV that's on the front lines in government, in the marketplace, in the church, working with media to get the truth of the full gospel of God's kingdom back at front and center. I don't mean to preach, guys, but no one can convince me that Jesus' primary message was anything but the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is like. And I believe it's time to reclaim the kingdom. And I'm still convinced that Jesus is looking for a church that's actually going to be bold enough to represent him, even if culture wants to cancel them. Mm. Good. So in terms of your um, task list or agenda, is it to try and get more churches involved in the organization and then you equip them um, with the uh, skill sets that you have and the experiences that your group has had? Because you started in 1983, you've seen a lot of different things and you've been challenged by a lot of different obstacles. No doubt. And wisdom is, I think I've, uh, John Murtha has said this of one of his many Murtha has quotes, wisdom is what you gain after you wish you had it. I've heard him say that. Uh, there's been a lot of wisdom that's been gained yeah. for these four years. Did you say that? For whatever reason, <laughs> by, by God's sovereignty, are, are at play here now. Yeah. And, and the beauty of the way our government is structured at its best is it represents the wish of the people. And Christians have always been light and salt. And it's time to bring some more light and salt. We can give you the resources. We can give you the testimonies. We can connect you with the right people. We can get you engaged so that you can be bold as a lion. I think it says somewhere, the righteous are as bold as a lion. John, you probably know chapter and verse, but I know this. It's time to be bold. That's good, Robert. Just segue a little bit, Robert. What is the backpack bill? The backpack bill would revolutionize education in the state of Ohio by opening up more scholarship dollars for families to take their kids where the money would follow the child. Mm. If they're stuck in a school yeah. that A, is not academically successful, or B, communicating things that are anti your faith in the sure. Lord, sure. you can get scholarship resources to enroll your child oh. 
at a Christian school. What would that look like if it was fully implemented? Would that be something similar to what Florida is doing right now with their uh, their education system? Yep. Universal ed choice. I mean, they're, as is usual with Florida, leading the way in many ways. We could become one of a few states that are playing a leading role right. to universalize right. this kind of education with right. funding attached to it, right. which also, back to the Ohio Christian Education Network, could help schools be birthed with funding that would be sustainable with facility usage that can help them grow quickly. Ah, that's excellent. That's excellent. Man, that's that's fantastic. Do you think it's going to pass? How does this thing look? The bank tech bill. I mean, at our CCV gala in Columbus, we had over 20 elected officials ranging from the lieutenant governor to the attorney general to the Senate president. So God has given us great favor with many of the elected officials. The state Senate is already, in a nutshell, said we're ready to roll. We're working through some challenges in the Ohio House, which, again, your voice being heard, saying you want the backpack bill passed, reach out to your state representative, reach out to your state senator, and we can help you do that. What branch of government would you say in in Ohio has typically been the the most um, difficult to bypass or to get uh, bills through the least cooperative that's a good question. I, I would say it depends on the era. Right now, I guess where the challenge would be in this in the Ohio House of Representatives, mm. you have ninety nine representatives. So that mm. means ninety nine mm. men or women coming from different backgrounds, right. different agendas, and it's typically the house where things can get <clears throat> lost in translation per se. Sure. Uh, but again, with the sixty percent threshold that was just passed, thankfully through courageous leadership in the House, there's recent precedent that when the voice of the people is leveraged and heard, our state representatives not only will listen, but act courageously. So long answer your question, because there's more people in the House, it can sometimes be more challenging there. I see how you say it. Yeah. Well, this is an interesting organization. It is. Again, I'm looking at the different bills that are coming up on the site. And it's going to be kind of, it's going to be new up here in Cleveland and Northeast Ohio. Is it not, Robert? This whole concept? But if the bank has Yeah, sorry about that. Yes, it's newer to Northeast Ohio. And I was told by our leadership team that if I lived anywhere else than Northeast Ohio, I would have been required to move to Columbus. But again, because it's Northeast Ohio and it's prime for growth, let me just say this, Northeast wow. Ohio, right now Columbus and Cincinnati really have a tremendous galvanized community within C- CCV. Mm. God willing, it's time for Northeast Ohio to join the team. Mm. Okay. You know, I'm looking at the uh, scholarship program. Yeah. Does that... Is that something our listeners can can look at? And maybe uh, I'm looking at all these organizations here that they could apply for or find out more about the scholarship program? Oh, well, absolutely. That's uh, the EdChoice scholarship that could open up. That's the EdChoice scholarship that could open up to more families mm. with the backpack bill. Again, I, I would I would send an email and I'll make sure I connect you to Troy who can get you more specifics and how you might be eligible. Mm. Okay, so if anyone's listening, there's a, there is a lot of resources on this oh, site that you can go to it. It's really easy to navigate, and you can see a lot of these schools that are participating all over the place. And, but you can see that we have to populate this with more schools from the greater Cleveland area. 
Yeah, and I'm looking at the backpack bill now, and there's no income threshold to access the backpack bill. And if the child is homeschooled um, under the House bill, any homeschool student who opts into the ESA program is also eligible for the backpack scholarship. That's good. Yeah, I think a lot of listeners might be interested in some of these uh, yeah. educational benefits. If it passes, how soon do you think that backpack thing would actually be an action where people could start receiving funding? Well, when it passes, I mean, thankfully, with legislation passing, it becomes the law of the land, and it can be implemented pretty quickly. And uh, I think a lot of families would benefit from it, even with the upcoming school year, including, mm-hmm. who knows, might even, you know, my family, I've got a, a child who's homeschooled at Heritage Classical Academy and a three-year-old that soon will be entering pre-K. So mm-hmm. this hits close to home for me because I don't want to send my three children, soon to be four, right. to schools that are going to help them be smart, right. but then teach them to hate America. I, right. I don't want that to happen. I, I don't want yeah. people like uh, like the three of us, the four of us, that love the Lord, love this country, and want to serve it. Right. <clears throat> and I know you're very connected to uh, primarily the Ohio legislative and uh, and the CCV here, but uh, how do you guys uh, branch out to other states? What does your organization look like more um, across the country? Are you guys as uh, as powerful in other states? Are you less powerful? What, what, is, what does this look like? Well, the Ohio Christian Education Network certainly could be a model that could be replicated. There's some national stakeholders that are looking to potentially do that. Mm. Uh, the Christian Business Partnership, similarly. Sure. Right now, we're Ohio-based, but Ohio, obviously a major state in our union, right. the heart of it all, if you will. If we continue to see fruitfulness by God's grace, I think it, there could be other states that could mm. follow this lead. Mm. So, so uh, who you, what kind of people are you looking for? Are you looking to take the model now into other states? I mean, what is, what is your goal for the Ohio uh, group? I mean, w- what are you working on now? I'm just looking at some of the ministries available. Did you hear that, Robert? Well, we're we're looking to fulfill our mission, which is to seek the good of our neighbors by advocating for public policy that reflects the truth of the gospel. To do that with excellence in Ohio. Yeah. So you. We've got plenty of things to do now in Ohio. If God wants to expand that beyond that, so be it. Okay. But all the things I've rattled off in this interview. Oh, Our mission is mission critical oh, for us. I okay. see. Yeah, <clears throat> Ohio could be the prototype. Yeah. Yeah. I, so your focus is just to focus on the Ohio strategy that you have in implementing it. Absolutely. I mean, there's nearly 12 million people in Ohio. There's 88 counties. We've yep. got 20 staff and about a three million dollar budget. Wow. Uh, based on our growth strategy, we need to double that footprint in the next three years. Mm, right. So there's plenty to do here in the Buckeye State. Hey, sure. Can I ask, I might have missed this from earlier, but uh, how did you guys get started in Ohio? What, what made Ohio the state that this this began? Well, great question. Uh, a wonderful person named Phil Burris and others were active down in Cincinnati. They saw some things that were coming against our children, particularly in the realm of pornography and oh, yeah. some other diabolical yeah. agendas. Yeah. And they began to push back on that. Thankfully, had some victories. Then in 2004, a big part of the Defense of Marriage Act, protecting protecting traditional biblical marriage. Right. So it started by pushing back once again on cultural issues that were coming against God's people. Mm, got it. So that's how it started. Yeah. Wow. Dr. Columbus. Wow. All right. 
There you go, Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> all in the Midwest. Yeah, right. So cool. direct line. So Robert, okay, so you you're you're in it now. You're uh, at these different meetings, and you're gonna be bringing this message up here, the vision up here. So if there's anybody listening who's might have a pastor or somebody that's interested. All the contact information is right there on the site, and they can just go to it and contact us, even request a speaker. But since you're up here, you'd be the guy that could really represent it well in these different groups that are in, in Northeast Ohio, true? Yeah, yes. Lord Well, Lord willing, and I'm blessed to be on our leadership team. I mean, the only title that matters most to me is follower of Jesus, but according to CCV, I'm their chief advancement officer, which we're all about advancing that mission. Northeast Ohio's prime for growth, I live there with us, and again, I'll give you my email directly. It's Robert Kylo K I L O at ccv.org, and uh, I don't know if it's permissible to share my cell phone. Happy to do that if that's okay. If you but feel to. free to contact me. That's why they've hired me to connect people to our mission. Well, that's lovely. Then here, here, please give us your phone number, and if anybody feels comfortable, then they'll uh, they can reach out to you directly. Absolutely, two one six four one zero. 4373. Now, this would be good for to have pastors been calling you, Robert, to, to, to come in and speak to this or, you know, do a presentation at Sunday schools or what? Yeah, it's a good question. General response. Good question. That would be a great opportunity as a part of our victorious campaign that will happen in August and November, God willing, is we have our 88 county captains initiative, which is working with predominant pastors throughout each of the counties that will help us get the word out mm -hmm. to other churches so if you need people that would be a speaker to church so speakers are available then excellent we, we, have, we can speak we can get words out to you whatever best serves you but yeah we'd like to have leaders of each county joining forces with us this year mm. okay excellent, excellent. And hey, Rob, if you had uh, one key takeaway, the most important thing that you would say it is uh, it is for uh, listeners to uh, to to know about your organization or to remember, what would you what would you say that would be? Be bold. We are disciples of Jesus Christ. He's the Son of God. He he held nothing back from us by dying on the cross. If any of us that are listening to this are holding <clears throat> anything back from Him, mm. then let Him have it, including your voice. Mm. Because to stand for him matters more right. than having people hate you because you stand for him. Right. He said people would because they hated him first. Join a team at CCV that's boldly standing for Jesus and for life and liberty mm. so that our nation under God can have a new birth of freedom. Mm. And if you seriously are all in for Jesus and you're all in for liberty— So this would be a good place to go then. CCV would be a great place for you to serve. Great. Got it. Got Excellent. It. So I'm Excellent. just looking at some of the things here. We talked about the backpack bill, yep. the Safe Act. Yep. What is that? Is that is that the mutilation, the gender mutilation? Is that what's on the bill? The Safe. John, Act. I'm sorry. Can you re rephrase? Can you say that again? Is please? that what the Safe Act is all about? Is is this mutilation of children? The trade? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's making sure. It doesn't happen in the state of mm, Ohio. Good, good. And, and I want to say this because we're not against people. We're for the Lord and his word. Right. And we are for children. And not on our watch are we going to let evil come in and mutilate our children. 
Mm. It's not. It, it can't happen. Yeah. And mm. and if you think about it, government, according to Romans thirteen, exists to honor good and punish evil. Right. Right. And folks, this stuff is nothing short of evil. Yeah. So this is really cutting edge when we're looking at the same mm -hmm. act, which we yeah. just described, the backpack bill, which would give people funding if they're going into homeschool or Christian education, and then the Save the Women's right. Sports, which is really front and center today right. also, because that's affecting, uh, I mean, you know, from the Olympics all the way on down. Yeah. And I mean, it's a big issue today. Yes, it is. And uh, the door has been open, and, and there's got to be pushback. And so mm -hmm. that's why I appreciate this. Yeah this uh, yep. organization. David, did you have a question? No, I, I'm just looking at the site still. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't really have anything else right now. Great. Thank you for coming on, Rob. We yeah. really appreciate your time. Thank so, you for... So, Robert, yeah, before we go, we still have some minutes left. I don't want to close before we, we do a, uh, yeah. an overview, a real quick overview. But That's uh, a good idea. That's good. I, I'm, I'm finding out here... Find your lawmakers. We can go to the site and find out who is our our lawmaker. But a really important one is how a bill becomes law. I don't think I don't know what it is. Why do they teach us this stuff in school? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> we don't understand the real practical stuff. You got to search this out. So you guys have a go-to site that will educate people of uh, well, how how does a bill become a law? You yeah, know, how does that work anyhow? Well, and yeah. absolutely. It reminds me. A shout out if, if by any chance he's listening. John Mercer, when I went to Olmstead Falls High School, my favorite class of all time was U.S. government, my senior year. Mm. And he made it very clear, as the U.S. Constitution, the Ohio Constitution, how this stuff happens. And I thought Aaron Baer did a brilliant job at our CCV galas, reminding the people that in this country, called the United States of America, where we get ready this weekend to honor those who laid down their last full measure of devotion on Memorial Day weekend, they did it so we the people could be the governing authority. And we the people have to use that authority because if we don't, then things slip in that are completely the antithesis to the very core things we believe. Mm. Number one, that God is God, that he's our creator, that he created man and women in his image, that he's the author and the finisher of our faith, that he's given us life, an abundant life. How many times have we quoted John 10, 10? The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but right. Jesus came that we would have life and have it abundantly. He's given us the United States of America, which is still the land of the free and the home of the brave. And we're convinced it's when Christians are brave that things happen. Because yeah. one man or one woman with God is always the majority. Look at David. <laughs> Look at yeah. Goliath. We know how that worked out. Yeah, the power of one. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm looking at that. and I, A couple of things I just noticed on your site— that the Senate already passed that bill protecting the student students' religious observance, that's pretty good, huh? I mean, that it came through like that. There was no glitch on that mm -hmm. one. Did you see that thing? It's yeah. huge. And, and there are very courageous men and women serving in public office in our state for such a time as this. We need to be praying for them, as the Scripture says. We need to speak what's on our heart to them. And I, I believe that Ohio is experiencing the beginnings of an awakening. And who knows, maybe for such a time as this, Northeast Ohio plays a key role in it. So let me ask you, Robert, like you have that athlete from Ohio State, got her in front of the, <clears throat> was it the, the state Senate? It was it. the Ohio House of Representatives, their higher education committee. 
So do you do that with the people in the, these given fields? Are you the guy that directs them when these bills are coming up and maybe get them in a position where they can testify or answer questions before the, the these government uh, uh, bodies? Well, I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of a dynamic team of leaders, plural. The leader of our legislative team is a great man of God named David Mahan. There's five other lobbyists that work with him, just as they did with Lisa, that they 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 can help. They can help you in that process. Okay, so they help direct like you did to get. The, I was just wondering how that worked. That's pretty powerful because that that makes the news. You know, what I mean that that gets in yes. front of people and they go, "Oh, wow, it really personalized this issue." And I see another well, one that was going on is this uh, the Protect Women Ohio, where they they they're highlighting the ACLU's attack on parental rights, which is big. And that that was more recent press release you guys just put out this month. I mean, well, and, and Protect Women Ohio is to defeat this constitutional amendment that would take our state into a very dark place. And God willing, we will prevail. But Aaron Baer, who I've mentioned multiple times, is on the board of directors of Protect Women Ohio, as is Molly Smith, wonderful leader of Cleveland Right to Life, and mm. Peter Range, who's with Ohio Right to Life. So it's great to see the body of Christ uh, becoming one to serve in this space, because we're never going to have another opportunity like this year to truly let it be known that Ohio is pro-life. Mm -hmm. So do you guys cultivate a newsletter or anything, you know, that you blast out where people sign up and they get these updates or they, they go to the site? You know what I'm saying, Robert? Typically, the narrative podcast has been how we're reaching out with these kind of spe specific updates, but we are looking to get more frequent literature out certainly during this big push this year. Okay, yeah, I was just curious, because I think once you've got, I don't know what your mailing list is like, but something like this would really be something yeah. where people would like maybe a monthly to just like a heads up or keep mm. informed. Right. Because I'm just <clears throat> looking at it now, and I go, yeah. wow, this is pretty interesting. Some yeah. of these things, I, you know, you read about it a little bit, you don't realize yeah. you right. know, what's going on. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm looking at this uh, Safe Act today. What is that now? That's another one. First hearing to say well, it, you know, you know what I've got out of this is the fact that there is a Christian organization like this that'll help individuals that actually want to have an impact with legislation and have uh, you know connection to our government officials because there's a lot of people I know that just don't feel they can do it on their own, um, and so you guys give them the tools to do that. Yeah, it sounds like it's really cutting edge, Robert, that you got involved and they, they put you in this position of leadership, <clears throat> like you say, for such a time as right. this. Because, again, it, it's almost like somebody blowing a trumpet to it wake is. up and, and uh, you know, that we can assemble and, right. and figure out which direction are we going and, you know, and uh, all of them to be effective and all kind of rowing in the same direction. Yes. But it's a lot of information you share with us. We only have a couple minutes left, Robert. I definitely want to end with you giving up all that contact information once again. Uh, to include your phone number if you want to release that, that's fine too. And I'm telling all the listeners, and we do thank you for all listening to WNZN Radio today, uh, telling you about this organization, Center for Christian Virtue. <clears throat> One of the leaders there, of course, is our good friend and colleague, Robert Kylo, and he lives in Cleveland, although the mm -hmm. headquarters is actually in Columbus, so he goes back and forth right. until something is actually established here. Yeah. But if you want uh, to know more, uh, the site is very easy to navigate. That's centerforchristianvirtue.org. And um, Robert's going to give you all the contact information, including his own personal information. So I would encourage you guys to research it more, all our listenership. 
there's going to be like things that could really affect you, like this scholarship yeah. and this <clears throat> backpack bill. Yeah, uh, that's really yeah. I mean, among all the others, but uh, some of these are really pretty significant. And he's talking about August eighth. Is some yeah. of this critical vote time is coming up, right? And so we're going to have to I know everything that's coming up there. So, Robert, I'm going to give turn it over to you. Anything you want to say to our listeners in the last couple of minutes here, and then you can close out with any contact info or how they might get a hold of you um, to tell more about this Center for Christian uh, Virtue. Uh, gentlemen, I can't thank you enough. Sorry for some of the technical difficulties as I'm traveling through Columbus here to get to this tour for uh, Westside Christian. But to make a, a long story short, listening audience, you're created in God's image, and he's given you a purpose, a specific purpose, which means you have a role to play to be a part of the solution. Use the gifts he's given you. Use the passions he's given you. Use the word of God, the prayers to a God who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. And if you're not in the arena that he's called you to be at, ask him to put you there. If you're already there, then serve him well and always be reminded that Romans 8, 28, God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I can testify in my own life that some assignments the Lord had for me for, you know, from running for mayor of Cleveland to government relations to FCA, now CCV, he uses your past experiences to prepare you for what you're doing now and be encouraged, brothers and sisters in Christ. The future is bright because God is light, and light always shines in the darkness. Thank you, Robert. Did you want to give out any of the contact <laughs> info, Robert? Do you want to give out your phone number again? My cell phone number is 216-410-4373. My email is Robert Kylo, K-I-L-O, at CCV. Dot org. Okay. And our our email our, our website is ccv.org. Okay, great. And, and people now another thing for all our listeners, and again, thank you for listening in and tuning in today. Yeah. All of our shows are archived. You simply have to go to uh, john1421.com. That's www.john1421.com, and you'll see a roster on the left, and you just scroll down, this will be titled uh, probably Robert Kylo Dash Center for Christian Virtue, so that will always be up there. I, what do we have? 120 shows at least, uh, and, and people <clears> are actually here using yeah. them almost there. like a business card, an audio business card. There. But I just want to tell the listeners they might have forgot something, or some they might have a friend that didn't hear this particular interview, and they can just go right there, and uh, there they they have it. So that again is John1421.com. And any closing thoughts from Tristan or David before we close the show? No, God bless the great work you've been doing, Robert, and the calling that God has given you. If there's anything else we can do to assist, let us know um, as you get more entrenched there. Tristan? Yeah, no, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it, Rob. And maybe we'll do a follow-up in yeah. the fall or in the, mm -hmm. or the start of the new year, Robert, as things are starting to roll up in this area in particular. Uh, this is new area in Northeast Ohio. Uh, for Center for Christian Virtue. So thanks again, Robert. God bless you, and God bless all that God has called you to do. Thank you for your faithful service. Well, God bless you, and in 30 seconds or less, it's on my heart to pray for your listening audience, if that's okay. Yeah, we, we <clears> would <throat> like that. All right, because I know we live for an audience of one, which is the Lord, but there may be one person that might need this prayer. So Father God, 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, through the power, through the power of the Holy Spirit, would you touch every heart that listens to this interview, and would you encourage them to be bold in their walk with you and to fulfill the God-given assignment you have for them in this season? Bless John 14, 21. Thank you for their ministry. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 <clears throat> Thanks, Thanks Robert. Robert. Thank you, everyone, for listening. God bless have a, you. Have a great weekend. God bless you all. God bless you, guys. Bye-bye.